The book is titled, I'm Just Saying, A Guide to Maintaining Civil Discourse in an Increasingly Divided World. Our guest is uh, author, and uh, uh, I don't know, are you an expert on civility? Milan Cordestani, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. You know, I, I, I start out the book by actually saying I'm not an expert, and uh, all I'm doing is proposing solutions here, which is at the heart of civil discourse. Well, and why is it so important for some people to add some kind of slur to the end of their uh, their comment, the discourse? You know, uh, you and I disagree. You voted for that buffoon, you idiot. Well, I was right up there with you until, you know, I, I can't believe we're going down this path. Those MAGAs make me crazy. Why is it necessary that you need to poke somebody in the eye right before it's their turn to talk? We've learned that that's okay in large part through digital communication on social media where there's no retribution almost for our comments. We say sure. something, it goes out in the world, and then it's, it's gone. Um, except for when people get canceled, right, or when there is some form of retribution, when you're someone of, like some sort of public figure. And unfortunately, there's a whole other side of this coin, which is people are scared now to even communicate, ask questions or, or voice an opinion out of fear of that retribution. So it's, it's definitely a complex double-sided challenge here that, um, you know, adding the, adding the opinion or the, the emotional slur at the end of an opinion. Right. Well, and in some cases, I wish I could remember who it was, Ben Franklin or Mark Twain or somebody who uh, – who said, don't open your mouth and prove you have nothing to say. You know, th there are plenty of words right. that you can use to make your point that are not dirty words. And there's a lot, and I talk about this in the book, but a lot of the times we're making points when we don't need to be, or we actually don't even care to be, but we've just been conditioned to believe that we should be right or that we want to believe that we are right and that that makes us feel good. But a lot of what we need to do is, is decondition that. We want to recondition ourselves to understand that when we're actually creating common ground with people, when we create connection with people, um, that is actually what's great for not only our interpersonal relationships, but uh, society at large. Well, and then so you can have a conversation knowing full well at the beginning, there's a pretty decent chance I am not going to convince this other person to vote the other way or to do a different thing. But we can still talk, right? Of course, and we need to understand that even like the goal is not necessarily to convince someone to think our way. The goal of most conversations should be to find common ground because even you know say this is in the the context of voting for you know the president of the country, even if you don't get the candidate that you want, you still want a president that is representative of you and the majority of the people in this country, and so you still want a candidate that is going to be pushing for progress and and solutions for for you know the people of the country. And, and that is the common ground um, at the end of the day, right? Like we as, live in this country because we have shared values as a large community that other places in the world may not have. Um, some of those may be freedom. Some of those might be what we pay for taxes. But, you know, they, they range a, a large span. But the reality is common ground needs to be the focus of the conversations that we're having, especially at the political level. Do people spend uh, not enough time? They spend less time looking for common ground and just jump out there with uh, their opinion. And if you disagree, well, you're a buffoon. 
that tends to be the case. And, you know, when people then disagree, there tends to become this you versus me or you yeah. are the other and viewing our neighbors as the other. And, well, if you live in that neighboring state, then, you know, that state is full of racists or bigots or, or people who are too progressive or whatever it may be. You know, that, that sort of mentality of them versus us increases the division and truly, I believe, creates a much worse society and culture for everyone yeah, when there is such division. And it gets it, even to the simplest things. I see arguments online sometimes in social media uh, from someone who says, I went to the movie and I didn't like the movie. Well, that's because you're a racist and you're a pig and you're a horrible person and you should be canceled. What do you mean you didn't like the movie? The movie was awesome and excellent. I'm sorry. I, you right. know, I don't like cucumbers yeah. either, but nobody hates me for it. Yikes. It's, everyone is trying to, like, psychoanalyze each other, too, right? And be like, <laughs> well, you must be racist, and you've been conditioned to believe this, and so that's right. why you hated that movie, right? Uh, you know, like, there's we, we got to take a step back and look at each other as humans and realize, like, okay, yes, you, you may have come to the conclusion that you've come through, through because of circumstance through your life, but that is valid. Those circumstances that, you know, impacted your views now sure. that occurred throughout your life, and it's through understanding people better, looking at conversation as a way to connect with other people rather than a way to find a way to get them or to prove your point that I believe is really going to help us start to slowly repair a cultural fabric that's, I think, been broken for some time now. Right. And sometimes I just roll my eyes when I hear somebody say, you were born a racist. You were, you're white, so you have privilege. You're a racist. You're a baby. You can't even speak. And I feel badly for you. Really? I'm rolling my eyes. I don't want to talk to you anymore. I'm just saying a guide to maintaining civil discourse in an increasingly divided world. Our guest is the author, Milan Cordestani. Is it available everywhere, the book? It is available everywhere that you buy books. Everywhere that you buy books. So consider buying it and have a better time having a conversation with someone who you may disagree with. I frankly, I love those kinds of conversations until you start yelling at me or calling me names, and you know, then we're done. Thanks, uh, Milan. Thank you very much for talking with me this morning. I so appreciate you spending a little time. I know it's super early at your house.